eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. So let's just get into a quick little recap on this game. It ends up 14-7. Giants hang on for dear life, get all 14 points in the second quarter. And we'll do a lot of Tarad versus Daniel Jones in a little bit as Twitter and X or social media just cannot stop loving themselves from Tarad Taylor. But as far as this game goes, uh, there was a report that came out last, well, I guess Sunday morning, might have been Leonard that had it, about Dable kind of taking over some of the offensive meetings. The offense did look like it was moving the ball a heck of a lot better. Um, it does feel like, you know, even though Justin Pugh was getting burned, his veteran leadership is helping that line a little bit. Tyree Phillips played well at right tackle. Uh, and this is, a you know, a team in the Washington Commanders that stinks, just like the Giants stink. So it hasn't been as much of a brutal schedule. You know, what do you think is the biggest reason, other than defense, which we'll get to in just a second, that things just felt and looked different on Sunday? Well, they were able to get some semblance of pass protection, and they were able to play with the lead. So they they were not necessarily as as one dimensional as they had been in previous games, where they had to throw the ball to catch up. They got competent line play, and they were able to push the ball down the field. You talk about the Jalen Hyatt deep ball. Uh, obviously, that would have iced the game if Saquon Barkley hadn't fumbled the ball away later in that drive. So they were able to move the ball better. I mean, the bar was so low considering how poor they had been on offense. Um, but they were able to move the ball better and and get some semblance of production from their offense. Now, 14 points isn't going to win you a lot of games, but it's certainly better than what they were doing. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Dable had to step in and, and do more last week. That's his area of expertise. So I think, did it did it pay off? Is that a direct correlation? I think perhaps, but they also, as you said, played a, played a winnable game against, at home against a bad team, and they won. Yeah, a team that they seemingly always either beat or tie. Uh, we've seen the... Snap counts completely increase here for Jalen Hyatt and to a lesser extent, Wandell Robinson, Isaiah Hodgins kind of getting put on the back burner. Is this 
feel like this is the recipe the Giants have to go, like where this isn't maybe necessarily about matchups and who they're playing, but going forward, this has to be a 1A, 1B situation where Hyatt and Wondell Robinson develop into their top two receivers. Sure, absolutely. I mean, obviously results will dictate how guys, you know, how much guys are going to play, but they need to get these younger guys in. You know, Hodgins is younger, but he's really not part of their future. Um, they drafted Hyatt and traded up to draft him for a reason. They're fascinated by his deep threat ability, and and rightly so. I mean, they this is a team that needs to push the ball down the field. They're the worst deep passing team in the NFL over the last three years. Uh, so that's why they picked Hyatt, and you, you've seen it. I mean, he played well against Arizona. He played well uh, yesterday, four total catches in those two games, all of them at least 30 yards. So that's why they picked him. And so, yeah, I think that that's sort of going to be their recipe going forward. Do you think the presence of Saquon coming back the last two weeks has had a lot to do with their ability again to push the ball down the field with defenses kind of eyeing in on Saquon, or do you think that's purely coincidental? No, I think absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think they've been able to move the ball uh, and, and in terms of running it, it and make him a threat. Um, obviously, Matt Breed is a fine backup running back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. And so um, the ability to, to have defenses respect your running game uh, and not uh, just as they say, pin their ears back and go after what is a flawed offensive line. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. Now, before we get to the defense, one last thing that has to be touched on is special teams, which every week, I, I cannot believe that this is the organization where every week special teams has to be talked about. Now, they did get a block field goal, which was great, but fielding punts. I mean, Eric Gray, who feels like he's been force-fed, I know Dable was asked, whether this was just a matter of, hey, you're trying to justify a draft pick, get him touches. He cannot field punts. This I don't want to hear about the swirling wins. This has been an issue all year. But then Sterling Shepard goes back there after he, by the way, starts the game playing five straight offensive snaps, and he drops a punt. You feel horrible. Slayton goes there. I know they um, they added the guy from New England on Monday. I mean, how much is this you know going to become a problem? And do you think, is it Olinsky, Olshinsky? Uh, is he going to become the punt returner for this team? Right, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Gunner is his first name. Yeah, we'll uh, call him Gunner. Who cares? So he has been he's been. Uh, I guess that's ironic, right? Because of punt coverage, you have yes. Gunner. So he's he's the yeah you know, he's a candidate. Jay Sean Corbin, they signed him off the the right. Panthers practice squad. He's a candidate to go back there as well. The problem, you know, Gray, it's an unfortunate and almost unfair spot for him. He didn't really right. have a lot of experience in that area, so they're kind of. Um, you could argue, should they have kept Jamison Crowder? Well, look, I mean, like Crowder was is an older player who wasn't part of their future. On the oh. flip side of that, you're talking about a team where if they're going to win, they're going to win close, low-scoring games. I mean, we saw all the close games they won last yeah. year. So the margin for error is thin. So why why put yourself in a position where you can, you can lose that margin for error on something like a muffed punt? And yeah. so in fairness to Shepard, that's not his role. They need to get somebody back there who can at least competently field punts. Uh, and and go from there. And so, yeah, I mean, they got a big punt block, but this is a situation where Thomas McGee, he's absolutely going to be on the hot seat. He's survived now, what, a couple coaching changes. And he's like a cockroach, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't know if this is, this is maybe it for him. We'll see. Now you walked me right into my next question. I was going to have for you. And again, this is Daryl Slater, star ledger, NJ.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I am obviously a longtime Giant fan that respects Sterling Shepard, feels horrible about the injuries he's had in his career, and I understand that he's making minimal no money on this team. I totally get it. It is you just brought up Hodgins not being a part of the future. The evolution you could see the wide receiver room. And shockingly, they've been healthy there, where I think the Giants to a man probably padded all these guys in camp, assuming a lot of injuries would pop up. You know, I look at Jameson Crowder being able to field punts for Washington, like you mentioned, the margin error. And I can't help but think, are, did they keep Sterling Shepard here for leadership, nostalgia, and kind of it was so unnecessary where Crowder would have been a lot more helpful to this team just in the return game alone? Sure. I think that probably is is part of it. Um, he He's here because, he, you know, he's an established guy in terms of a locker room guy. And um, obviously he's not part of their plan. And and you saw that reflected in the contract. I mean, they made him take a pay cut to even stick around last year. I was shocked that he re-signed, quite frankly. I, I was thought, too. I thought they were just going to let him walk. I thought he was done. When he tore his ACL last year, I thought he was finished with the Giants and maybe, quite frankly, finished in the NFL. Um, and, and that may be the case, honestly, next year. Um, but, yeah, he's in, he's on, a, on the backside of his career, a guy who's worked hard for this team, and uh, but just – you know, the injuries have caught up to him and, and, and he's not, he's not a guy right now who can help them offensively. Um, now if somebody gets hurt, he's an insurance policy. I think that's how they view him. Yeah. And that's fine. I was stunned. I I was sitting in 146 on Sunday and watching Sterling Shepard play five straight offensive snaps to start the game. Now, obviously the, the game plan changed and he really wasn't a part of it after that, but like, what is up with that even too? Is that just, again, you feel bad. You haven't gotten him involved. Let's, let's try to see if he's involved early and then we'll go back to playing the other receivers. Just seems so weird. They're, their forcefulness with just trying to take care of uh, of Sterling Shepard just odd to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they probably view things pretty objectively and that maybe not necessarily ego grooming or anything like that, but maybe they just saw something there they thought they could take advantage of. I, I, I don't know, but uh, it was a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't because that first series was awful.